Welcome to the Global Author Podcast. I'm Connor Whiteley, sci-fi fantasy author and a creative entrepreneur, bringing you book marketing, publishing, human branding and other ideas for your book. If you want your free author guide and email course, then please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash free. Now, let's go on to the show. Hello everyone, I'm O'Connor Whiteley and welcome to episode 1 of the Global Author Podcast. I'm so happy that I'm starting this project at last. And today's episode is on self-publishing versus traditional publishing. And it is the 30th of September 2020 as I record this. So over the first um, 15 episodes, these are all going to be pre-recorded and based on blog posts that I've done ever since I launched theglobalauthor.com in June 2020. So, yeah, it's like these 15 episodes are going to be catch-up, uh, catch-up. So, the way how this podcast is, is like going to work is that I'm going to do a personal update. So you get to know a bit about me and some stuff I'm trying for the author business in terms of writing, publishing and everything. Uh, well, and everything. Uh, and after that, I'm going to do the uh, content part of the episode. Uh, yes, in this first personal update, I'm just uh, going to tell you a bit about myself and my author journey because... We all have them, and I, to be honest, one of my favourite things is actually to listen to people's author stories, simply because I find them so interesting. So, I'm a 19-year-old, and I started writing back, you know, to be honest, like, my plan never was to become a writer or anything, but but it must have been, what happened was, was that I went, was that I was part of the Gout Movement in my early childhood and until life happened <laughs> and then what happened was that I went to this um, island in the south of England called Abrancy Island really nice um, island island's really like picturesque thick dense forest and it was just really um, great and then and then um, around to the beaches there were all these broken up potteries and for some reason over the weekend a, a trilogy yeah I got formed yes I saw this like like that and then I got traditionally published absolutely hated it because they did nothing which is how traditional publishing works and i signed such a bad deal and oh god i hated that experience and mainly because it's so slow but anyway you're going to see all of these pros and cons um today yes well in like a today's episode like that first book the angel of the turn got published halloween so october the 31st 2016 um yeah 2016 i think um, i think and then what happened was that a year later, I decided to self-publish, you know, so like self-publish KDP on Amazon. Then I went into Kindle Unlimited, and because I, yes, and because I was just so new to this, I was thinking, oh, it will start selling. Yes, it's had a few copies, some of friends and family, others were just some, um, yeah, but just some like, random people. It's like that was the angel of um, um yes, like and that was the angel of freedom. And then what happened was that it didn't sell for months and months, and then something happened in January 2019 and then what happened was that well it came to about March and I needed like something to do because of what happened in January um, 2019 and then I thought right I'm going to take my writing seriously and I'm actually going to sell some books and everything and that's how I got into um, self-publishing properly. Yes so that was in the March of 2019 then I found a Joanna Penn She's a great resource of information. Um, I'm one of her super fans. Uh, sim- uh, yes, like, simply because she is, she's so knowledgeable and she's really helped me on like, the author journey. And then I started to publish some like psychology books, uh, a psychology student at the University of Kent uh, in England. Uh, then I, I did some uh, sci-fi fancy and I still would do them. But then uh, this year, so it's yeah, like in like, January 
2020 there was some major development in artificial intelligence so then like then what happened happened i was i thought right i need to know how to develop a human brand because that's what people connect to and that's something i'm going to be sharing with you on the podcast like the importance of a glow of a human brand over time over time it's like i went to like amazon cobra all the stores to try and find a human branded book and there wasn't one so i thought well well i still need to know this other people do so why don't i invite one Yes, like that's how the Global Author brand like started. Yes, and then in June of 2020, I launched the globalauthor.com and now I'm doing a, a podcast on it. Yes, like that's sort of like my like um, great author journey. I hope you found it interesting. Yeah, well, like, interesting. And I would love to know your author stories. Like, how did you get into writing, self publishing, or traditional publishing? Yes, like you can always email me at connorwiley at connorwiley.net or you can leave a comment on the episode at theglobalauthor.com or you can tweet me on twitter at at theglobalauthor.com and today's sponsored product of today's episode is a bunch of courses that are highly highly well it's like i highly recommend the um, multiple streams of income course by joanna penn and the reason why i like, love this course is because it tells you all the different ways how authors can make money your manuscript is more than one book and that's what i love about writing and being a um, independent author like simply because we can turn our manuscripts into ebooks print books large print audiobooks and then there are other ways that the course tells you about like offer services um affiliates and marketing yes like there's just tons of great different streams of income that this course like talks about and something else that i really like about it is that it's all explained in a really easy to understand way way yeah, because yes it doesn't go into depth but it really does break it down easily well like um easily yeah, like just you can pick and choose what you want to develop in your author career and then you can go off in your own time and like have a look but it's a really useful course which i highly recommend so if you want to use my affiliate link so i get a small percentage of the income and now extra cost to you then please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash income streams and that's one word there's no dash in at the middle so i hope you've enjoyed the personal update let's move on to the content part of today's episode so moving on to the content part of today's episode so we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of traditional publishing but first of all there's just a few things that i wanted to cap on and sort of um, elaborate on because it's an odd topic because some people are going to ignore what i say today and i just want to remind people that this is a very personal choice and i'm not against traditional publishing i have just chosen independent publishing or self-publishing for a set of reasons that are personal and i want to stress here that this is your creative life this is your author journey and you need to do what you want and at the end of this i'm going to give my own explanation to why i've chosen to self-publish or independently publish that's just like something to like think about and also just want to show what i'm going to say today is not the definitive guide to all the pros and cons there were many and this is just a short summary that i felt these are the most important and to be honest i easily could have written a whole book on this to be honest just alone so i hope you enjoy this and first of all we're going to look at the pros of traditional publishing these are the advantages so the first one is validation it is so validating 
when someone in a traditional publishing house actually wants your book. Because when I, yes, because I got tons of rejections for the Angel of um, Return before I to, yes, before someone I agreed to it, and it was so nice when um, someone actually said, yes, we will publish this. We like this. To be honest, to be honest, I'm partly laughing because I remember how good the feeling was, but now I'm just laughing at oh god, how stupid I was. But again, this is a major advantage of traditional publishing because as a writer, someone is saying your work is good enough, and they want to help you. Well. They don't really want to help you. They want to help make money from your work, from your work. And another great thing, though, is that these traditional publishers they get thousands of submissions each day, and only a handful of them actually get published. So, for someone to say your work is good enough compared to thousands, or at least hundreds of others, that's major. So, to be honest, well done you. But as a sort of caveat, I really do want to point out that traditional publishing houses. Tons of authors think they're charities. They they just want to um, publish your work because they think it's a good enough, a good enough. But the real reason is because they can see them making money out of it. Your work might be good. Your work might be the most amazing book. But if they don't think they can make money from it, they won't publish it. Which is why cross-genre authors do sort of find traditional publishing a tad harder because traditional was cross-genre stuff. For, for example, my science fiction and fantasy stuff. Um, mixed in the same book is a bit more difficult to um, market market which is why traditional publishing I didn't even consider going to traditional publishers with that because I knew they would reject it and then in terms of validation I just wanted to put a self-publishing at Quebec so the way how I get my um, validation is for those I absolutely love getting reviews and positive emails from readers if you have decided to um, self-publish when you get any when you get your first email from, from a reader who loves your work it's a great feeling because I'd, it's so hard to explain until you actually to happen to you but oh it's just so nice it's so nice and then when you get a few more emails it feels even better and it's just oh you're sort of like wow people actually love my work and they actually want to contact me like why would they contact me i'm i'm just a nobody and yeah it's just such a good feeling <laughs> plus i didn't put this in the original blog post but if you get accepted for merchandising on um, Kobo, Nook or Apple, that's really validating because again, these people at Kobo, Apple, etc, they think that your books are good enough to promote and they want to share your book. And to be honest, they are much more likely to because they want to help you out compared to like making money because Kobo, Apple and um, Barnes & Noble, they are really for authors, especially Draft Digital, which is a um, ebook aggregator and Kobo. Love the people at Kobo. Okay, so another um, advantage of traditional publishing is you get access to a professional team. This, I thought, was really useful when I traditionally published my book. I get access to a professional um, cover designer, even though I hate the cover now, compared to what I can create uh, um, with my cover designer for about $10-$15. Love, I love my cover designer. That and when you get a, um, a traditional publisher, you, will, you also get access to marketing, well, I'll, I'll definitely come back to that point. <laughs> uh, yes, and then you also get proofreaders, editors, and all the professionals. And this should not cost you anything. I really do want to stress you in episode one of the Global Author Podcast that if someone wants you to pay for something, then run away, because they might be a traditional publisher, but it's a scam. And that I sort of found out the hard way, because um, The Angel of the Term was published by one of those publishers. Yes, it was identical to how traditional publishing works, except from no advance, and they required me to pay something. I was so excited that someone wanted my book, I thought that was fine, and it was normal. And it was only until later I thought, ah, oh, 
I just got well. I didn't get conned because they made um yes, well like they made my book. But it might be a topic for another podcast episode. I think they're the two advantages of a traditional publishing, and now I want to go on to the two advantages of self-publishing. And yes, I know there are like a lot more. So what I wanted to say was is that whilst it is true like the above things, and to be honest, they are a great bonus of being a traditionally published author, but self-published authors can find it more than easy to find professionals to work with. For example, you who have Read C and my cover, and my amazing cover designer, I found on Fiverr, which I love Fiverr, but you do need to be extremely careful who you find, because I've had, I've had quite a few great um, editors and proofreaders, but I've also been conned out of um, one example. So you do need to be really careful. Fiverr, as much as bad press as you get, there are some great professionals on there. But please be careful and only use well-reviewed um, services. For example, my cover designer, Rebecca Covers, she has something like 5,000 to 5 star um, for those because she's that good. So use her, I really would encourage you. And if you wanted to get 20% off your first Fiverr order, then you can use my affiliate link at theglobalauthor.com forward slash Fiverr. So another advantage of being traditionally published is that it's so much easier to get into bookstores. And by bookstores, I'm talking about the brick and mortar bookstores, not the I know not to be online one, because traditional publishers have fiercely guarded that market. For better or for worse, I'm not that sure, as I have my own personal opinions on how outdated the traditional publishing model is, and it's like Kristen Catherine Rush. She's been in the industry 40 years, and she cannot understand for the life of her why traditional publishing is ignoring the reality of the publishing world, especially poster, well, it's not even post, especially during a pandemic. For example, a lot of indie authors and I know this from personal experience they've done amazing during the pandemic simply because, uh, because independent authors tend to price their um, ebooks a lot cheaper meaning when people come along their books they're more likely to buy them compared to the um, traditionally published stuff but anyway that's the topic for a different day so whilst it might be easier to get into bookstores through a traditional publishing Independent authors can easily get their books into, well, maybe not easily, but they can still get their books into um, bookstores through Ingram Spark, an amazing company, which I'm actually going to be working with in the next few weeks. Um, so I'm going to be uploading my book as their platform, and then my print books will be available to over 40,000 bookstores, libraries, universities, and etc. So yes, I'll have to do some marketing, but it means I can get my books in there. And of course, it's not quite as simple as that, but you could get the general idea. So now we're going to go on to the downside of traditional publishing. Where do I begin for starters? No, I'm joking. Mm, well, I'm sort of joking. Okay, so loss of creative control type of book. To be honest, I don't even need my notes for this. So in traditional publishing, you tend to only get print books and ebooks, those two formats, regardless of um, what you're doing. But that, I think, is ridiculous because... From one book, one one manuscript, you can make so many different pieces of book, with so many different types of books, so many different types of intellectual property assets. For example, today is the 1st of um, October, because I recorded the first answer yesterday. I'm doing a few content parts today. So like today, my um, clinical psychology book came out. So I'm doing that as an e-book, paperback, audiobook I'll be recording soonish. Yeah, in the next month or two, before the end of 2020. I'm doing it as large print. I'm also going to be doing it as a workbook. And I'll also do it as a hardcover book. So from one manuscript, I've made six income streams for myself. And that's not including um, the individual stores or anything quite like that. Or, yes, or future languages. 
So immediately I've made myself six streams of income from one book. Traditional publishers will not even consider that. They will only do print book. If you're lucky, because I have heard that some traditional publishers don't do ebooks, even though ebooks is a massive market. Well, oh, and audiobooks. Audiobooks, the world's fastest growing segment of the book market. Some traditional publishers won't even consider that, which I think is quite ridiculous because they're losing money, authors are losing money, and etc. But again, I will talk about audiobooks in them probably in a future episode. I think I will do a blog post soon enough about it. So that's one disadvantage of traditional publishing. So something else I wanted to mention is actually, which actually leads into the last disadvantage as well, massive loss of control. Because most traditional publishers these days get you to sign a contract, which means you sign away your rights. Meaning you cannot do anything with that book because you've signed away every single right when you sign that publishing contract. And the thing that really annoys me about it is that, well, you've signed away audiobook rights, you've signed away large print rights, etc., but the traditional publishers won't do anything about it unless you make them do it. Do it to that. So that's why I'm really annoyed at myself partly when I signed that contracting deal. So my advice to you, if you do sign a traditional publishing deal, and yes, I'm not a lawyer, this is not legal advice, etc., is that please, please, please make sure you only sign away rights that the publishers are going to use and don't sign away World English um, in all wet territories simply because most traditional publishers only focus on the US sometimes UK markets, because they're some of the biggest. But that means you're missing out on the Australia, Canada, European, and to the Asian markets that are experiencing massive growth year on year. So I just think it's really important just to, so we can make sure that as authors, we can actually make the most of our intellectual property. And yes, I know this is quite an intense first episode of this podcast. I didn't actually know where it was going to be this intense or this full of information. So the last point is, it takes a long time. I am amazed, even to this day, how long it took the Angel of Freedom to come out. I signed the contract, and 15 months later, the book was out. I'm thinking, and now, if I really push myself, I could easily do a book a month, and to get it written, edited, proofread, cover designed, published, etc. A month I could, yes, a month I could easily do. But I'm not, because that would take the fun out of it. And to be honest, I don't agree with that model, to be honest, the rapid release model. So the thing that really annoys me about traditional publishing is that it's so slow. It's just ridiculous, to be honest. Meaning that if you do want to go with the traditional publishing route, then please just know that you will be waiting a long time to hold your book in your hand. It's basically what I wanted to say. So, final note. So, as I said, this is this is a massive topic. And I did just, I want to say, two quick final, um, final disadvantages of traditional publishing. So, as an independent author, I get 70% on royalties. So if a book sells for $4.99, I can make about $3.70 something. Traditionally published author, you only get 35% of royalties, meaning you're lucky to make a dollar. And it's like when my royalty statements for the end of return that come in, I get so well, disheartened simply because I see how many how many books are selling, and then I look at how much I supply, what my royalties are, and I'm thinking... God, if I traditionally published it, I would earn twice, maybe even three times as more. So that's something you've got to think about. And to be honest, 35% is at the general is at the generous end of what traditional publishing gives you. Gives you because I've heard some authors get paid 10% royalties, and I'm just like, wow, that's bad. That's awful. And I did just want to come back to the marketing side as the final point. So to be honest, if you get a traditional publishing deal, you will still have to market your books. Traditional publishers will do barely any marketing for you, if any. 
is why I don't think I would ever get a traditional publishing deal unless it was for a foreign language. To be honest, even then, it would have to be an extremely good deal because sim- simply because the way how traditional publishing works uh, is uh, that they launch your book, then they move on to the next one. It's not necessarily in their interest to focus on your book and actually market it sufficiently to actually make an impact, which is ridiculous because, uh, because then they don't market your books, meaning your book fails, meaning that when you come along with another book, they don't want your book because, according to them, you are a failure. So I'm just thinking, what are you doing traditional publishing? Anyway, that's the sort of um, ranty part of today's episode over. And again, I did just want to put a departing note. I'm sorry that it was a long episode and it was a... And I'm sure that some of you have a lot to think about. But I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found it useful. For more information about publishing writing and book marketing and human ranting please go to theglobalauthor.com and for your free author guide and email course please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash free have a great day and i'll see you next time